Good morning. My name is Mike. Every Friday, I talk with podcasters, producers, authors, and those in the audio entertainment business. We talk about what got them into this crazy world, who they are currently listening to, and where they think the industry is going. We're going to have a few laughs. We're going to share a few ideas. And if you find it entertaining, please hit that subscribe button. You can find more at my website, oddpod.ca. Now, sit back, grab a coffee. Each one of these people has a different story. Each one is a little bit odd in their own way. And that's why I call this the Odd Pod. Good morning, my name is Mike. This is the Odd Pod and this is episode 19. Today... Well, actually, quite a while ago I recorded this, but today I finally got around to editing it and booting it up. And it is Sandy from One More Quest. And this is a actual gameplay podcast of D&D, of Dungeons & Dragons. It's hilarious. I think you'll really like it. And uh, join me as we sit here and talk about beer and beer and Guelph and podcasting. Okay, so the red light is flashing. That means there's something happening. All right, sweet. I see it says live in the top left-hand corner. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, yeah, there's, it's not going anywhere, though. I'm just doing the record only. Because mm-hmm. it's funny, the very first time I... So I just started using StreamYard. And then the very first time I did it, I thought I was recording everything, and dude and I were chatting. I'm like, yeah, I think it's working. And we talked for like 30 minutes. And then I'm like, okay, thanks very much. And I go hit end broadcast. And I go, let's start broadcast or where's oh, the end no. and I yeah so then he was nice enough to go through the whole thing and do it with me again oh uh, that's like, oh, nice yeah. <laughs> oh what you drinking these days ah well this is called Caledon Hills oh nice okay where about and, it uh, today in Caledon Hills okay yeah okay I you know what I I should have seen that coming um I didn't know if you're allowed to drink on this so I, I kind of I didn't grab a beer well, I think I might. we'll grab one now. We don't have to do anything. Now, Caledon Hills is a local brewery. Like, I live near Toronto. Mm. And uh, where are you located, just out of curiosity? I, in Guelph. Oh, that's right. Right, right, yeah. right. Well, then, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I, you should know this shit. You can drink Wellington. Well, I mean, I could drink Wellington, or I could drink better beer. Uh, you know, I live across oh. the street from Royal City, so I'm a little partial. <laughs> oh, yeah. So right now, I've got Sandy with me. He's from One More Quest. It's... uh hilarious podcast and i think might be slightly more hilarious because when you hide your face behind something then people tend to have a different persona so let's see how sandy acts now that uh i got him on camera (laughs) (laughs) well now i just feel i'm on the spot well just hide behind that thing behind you i could i mean it's very pretty it's got a fun story about it which i'll tell you i'll tell you after but uh (laughs) Words are difficult sometimes. Okay, so uh, I'm with one more quest. We are a Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast, and for those who don't know, that means it's basically we just play Dungeons and Dragons, and you get to listen to our beautiful voices. Uh, we're all in character. We kind of enjoy it, and we kind of approach it from a we're all telling a story together aspect rather than uh, one person telling a story and everyone else kind of following, which. I like to call community storytelling. I'm sure it's something. Um, I have a very like large passion for community, so. Part of why I'm part part of what I really like about the whole D and D thing is that we get to tell a story together, and because we're, I think, as humans, just very story driven, it allows us to share who we are, kind of 
at the depths of ourselves a little bit with the people around us. And yeah, so I guess our ethos is just doing that, but you guys got to listen too. So we got to share who we are with you and you got to kind of watch us go through our silly, um, but silly, but also like somewhat serious approach to D and D. And we kind of challenge a bunch of like tropes in a lot of fun ways. And yeah, I, I have a good time with it. <laughs> and what is your role within the group? Like how many players do you have? Oh yeah, that's a good point. Those are good questions to ask. Uh, we, so we have uh, three players and one dungeon master. I am the dungeon master, so I kind of, I guess I control the world and all the other, like all the various side characters. So I got to have like a hundred voices that are all bad, whereas the boys get to each have one character that are all very, very like well thought out with good voices. And then you know I got a little bit more leniency. <laughs> and you say you're playing the five E pack. Like what are the your Oh yeah, that's a good point. So we play we play fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons. That's um, like the newest the newest version that's out. Kind of play with all the like the little extra modules that come along with it because we like to have variety rather than just the kind of base stuff. Yeah. And how long have you guys been playing together for? Well, that's a good question. I think Reed's kind of new. Uh, that'd be the guy playing Dill Bear. Uh, he's he's a little new. I think he's he's been with us for two years. Uh, Laird has been with us for three. He's he plays Sjorin. Matt, I think we've been playing together for three years as well. Actually, I guess this is, these are. I mean, I've been playing D and D since I was like, I've been playing D and D for almost a decade. And I've my first game ever was as a dungeon master. So I've been really just the storyteller the whole time. I very rarely play, um, even like from when I started. But these are kind of new friends of mine that I've been playing with. I, I say new, it's been like years, but new and new enough to me in terms of my D and D world. And yeah, but I, I've been really enjoying that. That answer your question. That may not have fully answered your question. That's fine. Well, I kind of answered it. I've, I had a bunch of questions kind of pop up along there too. Like if these are all newish players, um, is this the first quest you play to them or, well, if you've been playing them for years, you've obviously been, like, when did you start recording, I guess? Because you must have been playing for a while, and then you must have started a new round with these new players. Yeah. So we decided so – we, we've actually played in a different campaign altogether with another one of our friends, uh, and we called it uh, Totally Not Pirates, and it was a campaign where they definitely were not pirates. They were. Uh, and we were kind of – I was doing a bunch of, like – when I, I approached it as, like, this is going to be my Mona Lisa of D&D Worlds. Uh, and I was just gonna like go nuts. I experimented with a bunch of mechanics. Uh, we actually had a blast and we all were like, man, this is so much fun. We should record this because I think other people would enjoy it and there's some value here. And everybody we told stories to about it was were really into it. And then the one guy kind of bailed because he was about to have a kid. So we ended up being like three of us. <laughs> or I guess it ended up being the four of us, not not five. Uh, Cause he was like, he's, he had to prepare for that. And we were kind of understanding. And so we started a new campaign with the four of us. We figured you should probably start at the beginning of the campaign and not in the middle of one. So we've been playing for a few years together, but this is, we decided, when we decided it was, it's also like COVID and everybody's getting into, we like all of us had been individually getting into podcasts. And we're like, well, we should probably, I really like this medium. And, you know, we figured we want to throw our hat into the ring as it were. Okay. And then how are you recording this? Like if, if are you all in the same town, all in the same city? We were. We're not anymore. Uh, one guy moved out to uh, he moved he moved out like about forty minutes away from us, and so it's a bit less convenient to have it. But we basically just all 
jump on a Discord call and he pulls a digi digital audio cable from the Discord call and plugs it into a uh, digital audio workspace and does it that way. So, and now you guys are a real time play podcast. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to D and D, like, do you listen to other D and D podcasts or what do you listen to on the side? Any work related or. Uh, some work related, not a lot. Um, there's a, I think it's called the ADHD Alien, perhaps something like that. Anyways, there's really good. There's a, there's a few really good podcasts about ADHD that I like, um, which is very work related for me. <laughs> uh, and then a few D and D podcasts, like the big one, The Adventure Zone. Although I've been kind of falling out of that one, uh, hilariously because I started watching Throne of Dice, who take a lot of cues from The Adventure Zone, except. I mean, the audio quality is not this not as good, but the story is like a thousand times better. To be honest, they've the really grown, eh? The Throne of Dice. I mean, they've just yeah, they're just doing well. Out. I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> and uh, oh man, I love watching it. Like, or I guess watch listening. Words are difficult. I don't know. I go for long walks, and I just like I, I try to walk. My doctor told me I had to lose weight, so I was just like, ah, COVID. I sit around all day. Like my job is I sit in front of a computer now and do therapy. So it's like. Mm -hmm. ah. But I was like, you got, you're too fat. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm walking. So I've uh, started walking and listening to podcasts because like, I don't know, I, I did that, started that in the spring that it's just, it's addictive. So dude, that is my world. Uh, yeah. Like I've been working from home for 15 years and okay. I've always like religiously walked my dog three to four times a day. And I try and do uh seven to 10 K a day, just kind of, yeah, I don't walking. <laughs> Yeah, it's it takes a lot of work. But then my dog died, so oh, that's yeah. Tough. Then I was that's when I started the podcast because it was just like uh, like well, I got to do something with my time now. But then I can't listen as much that the dog. So I went and got another dog, and now she's looking at me going, "What are you got? Why are we walking so much?" <laughs> she's like, "The couch is fine." Anyway, long story short, it's uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts and audiobooks. So actually, I'd love I want to get. Oh shoot! What did we say they were? Roll, roll the dice or one more dice? Throne of dice. Throne of dice. That's it. I'm hoping to get them on soon too. Oh, that they they'd be good. They're exciting. I'm, I think they're also doing interviews, and they they reached out on the same day you did. So I'm really oh, really? excited. Yeah. Well, then go with them. Yeah, yeah, that'd be oh, fun. Hundred percent. I'm excited. It's funny. I've never like I'm not a D and D player, but I've like I just really enjoy it because it, it is a story. And if you go back to the first episode and you start listening, you're hearing the backstory of these characters and you're getting to know them and they just really draw you in. And then you just follow the whole story. It's just, it's really interesting. And I enjoy it. Like you said, you're doing the five E mm -hmm. game, but then there's a 3.5 then there's a star Wars theme ones. And then there's the Rangers ones. Is it Rangers? I think. Yeah. So always different storylines, but it's, it's, it's like coronation street with a sword. <laughs> It's kind of hard to, you know, you got to decide if you're going to be a Coronation Street fan or if you're going to be a Days of the Lives kind of fan, I guess. Oh, yeah. I, well, I mean, a little bit, yes. A little bit like the version, I mean, the version wars, air quotes. I don't know. It's, it's definitely calmed down since 3.5 uh, fell out of the limelight, which is mm -hmm. pleasant uh, because, I mean, 3.5 and Pathfinder, a lot of the fans are kind of at each other's throats, even though Pathfinder is just 3.5, but streamlined. Although you'd get shot if you said that some, like, you know, five years ago. And now everybody's just like, no, 5e is the shit. And then they also like Pathfinder, and it's it's much more laid back. That is a street war I would love to see. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of nerds at cons yelling at each other. Although, oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. good. 
I damn, I do miss Gen Con though. Oh, that, that's like the Gen Con. I, I'm not sure what that is. Oh, that's the uh, the largest board game convention in North America. It's like something like eighty thousand uh, nerds descend on Indianapolis over the course of five days in the summer. It's like the August long weekend in Canada. That's when it happens. And uh, the coolest part is that it equals like uh, something. I think it's like thirteen percent of the city of Indianapolis's yearly income is from that one weekend. Wow, really? You think it's bigger than the Indy 500? Uh, I don't know if it's bigger than the Indy 500, but I know that that's, that's a thing because when uh, Indianapolis or in Indiana, the state, which um, I think 3% of their income's from it, uh, they went to like ban pride parades. Mm-hmm. And Gen Con was like, well, if you do that, we're going to leave. Yeah. And based on that one statement, they're like, we're not doing it anymore. We're going to stay with, uh, we're going to let pride stay because apparently Gen Con's got that much sway with like the state that they can impact laws. So that was pretty fun to do that the same weekend as pride parade. Uh, Oh, that would be good. There's, there's a, another one called origins in Columbus. That is the same weekend as pride. And that is a blast. Oh, that would be so much fun. I used to work at pride parade in Toronto. Like I was just like a volunteer for my company at the time. And we were Mm -hmm. handing out sunscreen in these little tiny, containers (laughs) containers <laughs> but they're uh covered in glitter so all these people are grabbing and saying oh is this lube i'm like yeah it's lube <laughs> <laughs> do what you want with it well I mean, you know it's, it's gotta be safe <laughs> well you know that's the thing with the uh, glitter it's a bit like covid i mean once uh once one of your buddies has it everybody has it it's just everywhere it is <laughs> it's like, how, how did that end up there <laughs> anyway where were we going I forget. Uh, oh, yeah. So, your buddies, you all sync via Discord. Mm-hmm. And then you're recording this. Who's the editor? Is that you? Uh, no, it's actually uh, Laird. He's uh, the guy who plays Sjorin, uh, the guy with the British accent. He uh, He's, we call him an audio wizard. We don't know what he does. He just makes it work. It's very nice. I've you seen his setup. Yeah, don't know what he does. <laughs> well, I mean, I know that he does it well and he sends it to us to like you know, kind of like get it approved and stuff, but I don't actually know how he does what he does. I'm I'm not technology averse. I'm just very not good at technology. Oh, gotcha. It's a tool, not a way of life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh there I mean I've had um my fair run-ins. Sorry, my my TV is about to start making noises, so I had to turn it off there. Uh <laughs> I've had my fair run-ins with technology being mad at me. Uh, and I can understand it if I take time to like sit and like focus on it. Uh, although, you know, if someone else wants to sit and focus on it, that's, you know, I won't say no to someone else doing the hard work. Dude, technology is, it's like, it's my life kind of thing. So okay, when things break, it's always falling directly on me and I hate it. Ooh, yeah, it's rough. <laughs> See, <laughs> I yeah, guess so- that's the advantage. <laughs> Who's uh, so when you do so you get the audio or Laird's getting the audio? Then who's handling the uploading? Is that you or is that Laird then as well too? That's me. That's you. And where are you hosting it with? Uh, Buzzsprout. They've actually been super good to us. I I'm kind of obsessed with that software. They um they send us every week an episode like a I they they send us their podcast, which is one I listen to actually rather religiously. Um, where they talk about how to podcast, which I'm, I'm really into. Uh, they haven't answered my questions that I send in live yet, but they have answered my emails that I send to them, which is kind of cool. Uh, but they'll answer some questions like on their podcast if you send it to the right place, uh, which is kind of sweet. And yeah, I don't know. I just, they send it, they, 
a lot of the things I've learned about how to podcast and like what to do and what not to do, and like even how to like social media and be active on Twitter and effective through Twitter, which is actually, I think I'm good at Twitter. I want to say I think I am. Uh, <laughs> certainly, my numbers say that I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's been that's been kind of exciting. So we use Buzzsprout, and they uh, they handle a lot of the a lot of the kind of difficult things that I find very scary, and I just have to press one button instead of thirty buttons. Very now, are you able to, when Buzzsprout hosts everything for you, are you getting copies of your stats, so to speak, or is that mm -hmm. okay? Because I know with I use Anchor, and uh, they get some stats, but Apple's the big boy, and Apple doesn't really share the stats through a lot of the third-party hosting companies. So you might get the basics saying, oh, yeah, males in USA, you know, or females in Canada, but it doesn't give you the age breakdown or the city breakdown or anything like that when you actually host it with Apple, for example, or when you upload it yourself. So okay. fun facts like that and interesting stats, but. Okay, yeah, I, I, Buzzsprout gives you access to where to find that. I don't know if it has it directly on it. I know I, I know it's very easy. I think it's like one extra button in the stats section to go and find it. I don't know if that sends me to Apple or not though. Oh, okay, and now what uh, equipment do you and your guys use? Like, it looks like you're using Sony headphones there. Mm -hmm. Are they Bluetooth or wired? Uh, the headphones are wired into the mic, actually, and the mic's a, a Rode NTB mic. Okay. Is that a USB mic? Yeah. All right. So you're using the headphones as the monitor, and you use the mic for recording the audio. Yes, sir. Okay. And then it's going into, you don't know what software, or Discord, I guess, and then Laird's taking that file out. And putting it into Fruity Loops 20. Fruity Loops version 20, is that the actual software or are you just mm -hmm. making that up? No, that's the actual software. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's a ridiculous name. Uh, it's the digital audio workspace he uses for, um, and he, he does a lot of like music recording and he's, he figured it'd be a good one to use. So we, we kind of just, yeah, I know it seem, seems effective. Fruity Loops, you know, you're funny, like you're like, it's like the fifth interview I've done roughly with someone else and everyone yep. uses different software. You know, no, no one is twice. Like no one has used the same software twice. That's because I use GarageBand. Someone else uses Traction. You use Fruity Loops. The last guy used, uh, geez, I don't even remember what he used, but oh, Power Director Cut Pro or something, some video editing software. And it's like, geez, everyone's using all this different stuff. So that's why I thought the podcast would be kind of interesting because it's nice to see what everyone else is using for tools. Mm -hmm. Where you do when you do video editing. It's like, you know, Premiere Pro, Final Cut Pro, or DaVinci Resolve. Wanted to ask a few questions about that kind of stuff. And I'm curious, are you going to do seasons by the Quest, or what are your plans with this? What a good question. <laughs> uh, so I have, I have like a really well thought out. Um, oh, I, I, I'm going to say it's really well thought out. I put about, if you think about like air quotes season one, um, before we even started any recordings, I probably put about 40 hours of work into designing the world and designing the story to the world and like what it's going to look like and how it's going to go. Uh, and then from there, we've probably put, I've probably put about another like 10 hours since we started recording of work into like what the story is going to look like. And then I'm always, a, and it sounds like I, I, I also really don't like it when dungeon masters are too rigid in their story. So I make my stories very like open-ended and it, it takes a bit of work to make it such that I can easily adjust on the fly. So I actually spend a lot of work on the world and not as much on the story uh, so that I can always 
functionally react as the entire world would react to like you know beings of this kind of caliber wandering around and making decisions they make which is a bit of a difficult process although i do it enough that i don't think about it anymore uh and and i mean even the, the boys who've been playing with me for years don't know when i go off the cuff or when i'm sticking to the book which is relaxing well, for me good to know. yeah and like i i don't if you could even like do you think i ever went off the book in the story so far from what you've listened to well, to me it's it's a story so i wouldn't know when it goes off the book like i said to me it's just it's a story from a to b and i get sucked into the character development and what's happening with them and the adventures and you know you can kind of figure out it's a bit like a jack reacher story sometimes and you got a bit of mystery and action and everything else involved in it <laughs> you know big muscle-bound characters that never lose uh <laughs> though i don't think anyone's ever died i mean Trying to think of all the podcasts I've ever listened to, I don't think any characters ever died. They should really harden fifth edition to kill characters. You have to really be trying as a dungeon master to do that effectively. And it's like but really obvious that you put a lot of work into it. So it's like But to kill them off. Yeah. It's uh that kid because players are supposed to be these like kind of like above average individuals, they're not supposed to be your average Joe. If you're playing like Call of Cthulhu, for example, it's um like a kind of an eldritch horror uh rpg your characters die fairly frequently because you're average joes but because mm -hmm. in dungeon dragons especially fifth edition you are heroes right you're these like so it's it's very rare for a hero to die in a story unless it's like a tragedy and that's the intention and a lot honestly the stories where heroes die on purpose aren't always as interesting largely because it's a vindictive dungeon master and not good storytelling that kills them in my experience and to have good story reasons for characters to die, which I've seen and done, and I love every time it happens, and it's like a very effective narrative tool. But if it happens too often, it suddenly stops being an effective narrative tool. And so it's it's if we talk about the dungeon master's toolbox, it's a tool in there, but it's it's like um it'd be it'd be like you know, like the five eights like sprocket wrench. You're gonna use it sometimes, but you're not gonna pull it out on every job. Whereas like the hammer, you know, combat, you're gonna pull out probably very regularly and you're going to use that to drive in the nails because that's what people are looking for hmm. now i know it's funny that you mentioned that the dungeon master's toolbox i don't play like i like i've never played hmm. but i find that the podcasts that i do listen to that i enjoy and there's a couple that do this where before they start the actual quest they explain it to you like you're five years old and they say okay here's a dungeon master role here's the characters this is what this guy does, and this is how he, he acquires his points and how you know what it does. And it just kind of gives you a build-up saying this is what to expect and how they they get their hit points and stuff. And mm -hmm. I found that really interesting because then I got sucked in like three or four episodes of that while I was mowing the lawn. And because uh, now you're learning the background of the game and how it's produced and stuff. And that would make a great title for a podcast, I think, the Dungeon Master's Toolbox but I'm not I, in that business. So. <laughs> I've honestly thought about doing something like that. Cause I, I mean, I've been, I've been GMing for years. I, as of December 1st, I'm officially a published author. So like it's a lot of exciting things in my life. And so I, I think storytelling is one of like the things in my toolbox that I, or I guess in my skill set. if we are thinking that if I had a character sheet, um, storytelling would be on the skills or, or the proficiencies. Uh, Cause I've been doing it for so long. And like, even before, I ever started actively attempting to either be an author or uh, be a dungeon master. Like 
I, I told some pretty good lies as a kid. I have ADHD, so like most people with ADHD, I'm a compulsive liar. It's a thing that I'm working really hard not to do in my life these days. Uh, although when I was younger, it was just like I told stories all the time because it's easier than telling the truth. And it's actually helped me hilariously lying as a kid helped me be very good at telling stories. Dude, that's how I got into sales. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> I am so smooth when it comes to telling stories sometimes. And I, well, I enjoy, I used to enjoy writing as well too. But tell me about the author part. Like what happened there? Like what, do you, what did you write? Uh, so I am, uh, <laughs> it's a bit of a heavy story emotionally. Uh so it the are we is it how like how heavy can we get how deep like how dark do we get? Well, here? I'm gonna well I'm gonna chop a lot of this down, obviously, but then I also take the unedited portion and I throw it up on Patreon and I say anyone that wants access to the unedited podcast can sign in and become a patron and blah blah blah, pay me money for a dollar. Yeah, perfect. But yeah. uh, this, who cares, dude? It's not like we have to worry about the CRTC or the FCC or anyone coming down on us with a gauntlet saying you can't use the words. Please insert random swear words here. Thank you. You know, oh, sure. I mean, I swear all the time on my podcast, so I feel like, I, I feel like I've been very tame here. <laughs> oh, for sure. And I like to keep it tame too. Like I'm going to cut that part out. But I mean, it's not like we're doing lines of coke off strippers and. No, no, no. Can't do that. Okay, we'll leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't want to like get much into that. Tell me about the book. Yeah, the book. So uh, in late 2018. So also, fun fact: I have a background in board game design. This is kind of tied here. Uh, I just finished a probably October 2018. I had a board game called Builders, which funded on Kickstarter. And it's actually really good. I'm kind of in love with it. It's a really good game. Uh, it's a deck builder about building skyscrapers, and it's kind of fascinating. And as you go, you anyways, whole thing is very exciting. Um, long story short, we did a Kickstarter in October 2018. It actually went very well. Uh, however, I was so stressed between that and my work as a painter that um, I honestly had nothing nothing left in the tank. I burned out and I was kind of in a, in a self-hate spiral. And I actually like, I made a suicide attempt, which is pretty intense. Uh, and then shortly after that, I started, I like had a moment where I was like, yeah, I need to figure this shit out because I can't, I can't even think I'm so like stressed and overwhelmed. So I, I went into like therapy the next day, which I think it was like, it was two days later, I was in therapy and my therapist at the end of it was just like, okay, what's one thing that you used to do that was really helpful. And I, I used to actually write poetry. Um, I used to find that very freeing. So I started doing that again and I wrote a poem and it was, I think the the lines in it, my first poem I wrote, kind of getting back into it, were, my destiny is forward, I will not be denied. My destiny is onward, I will not hide. And it was kind of this like mantra that I took with me through 2018. And as I was going forward in the, the even, even in 2019 with that, that mantra, I started writing more poems. In 2019, I wrote about 230 poems. And I digitized them. And then at the December like 23rd, I started uh, submitting the poetry book, like the collection of all of these. I took about the 60 kind of best ones because there's some that are just like me being angry. And it probably says fuck more times than I care to count. Um, <laughs> but a, a lot of it was I was, just, I was writing a lot of poems. And so I took about the 60 best of them and I started sending them to publishers. And in April, I had a company called Whipfinstock pick me up. And they said they really liked my poetry book. And I start, I, I then went back and forth with them a bit. They said it would take 18 to 24 months to get the, po the book published. And that was April, 2020. 
and it is as of December first published. Wow, which that was is, fast. Yeah, I was shocked at the timeline on that. They uh, they really moved quick, uh, and so it's called Resilient. And in probably May 20, 2019, I sat down and I wrote a poem about the attempt that I had made. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a pretty I and I decided to have the book open with that poem because it's, it's it's an intense poem. It um it, it talks about like the whole basically just walks you through in a little bit of verse kind of what I was going through and just yeah, it was it was a hard, hard moment to write about, but it actually allowed me to kind of release it. And I felt that poetry saved my life through 2019. And I think that, you know, there'd be a lot of value to other people to see it. And honestly, like I have all this poetry, so I'm like, oh, I might as well, a little bit of that and a little bit of, I, th- I think really people could benefit from having it. And also I think men could benefit from having it. The number one thing that kills men in North America is men, like themselves. You just kill yourself. That's like the number one thing and it sucks. I hate it. So. And being, yeah. you know, another person in that statistic who made an attempt, like another man, I was just like, we just don't engage with our emotions enough. And it's actually uh, that that line, my destiny being forward, not only uh, helped me get the poetry book published, but it also helped me get my job as a therapist. Um, it helped me understand who I am. It helped me do a bunch of soul surgery. It helped me get to a place where I can finally say I don't hate myself. And just, it's not the only poem that helped. There's plenty, and I keep writing more and more. I like I wrote one the other day that I think is goddamn glorious. I mean, it's so I it's the poetry's good, and I oh I I probably 2020 wrote I've, I've written maybe less poems. I think it's like 130 right now, 140 something like that. It's quite a bit less than 2019, but also 2019. I do it as my form of like when I'm in a like a, when my emotions are very loud, I go there. That's the first place I go is poetry. So there's a lot. <laughs> Are you a Leonard Cohen fan? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> I do. It's sometimes it's the best music to listen to when the sun goes down and it's dark and you're going for a walk because then all the anger and angst that you might have during the day, it just seeps in through his music. And mm. when you go for a walk at night and you listen to Leonard Cohen and something like that or going for a drive, whatever it might be, it's going to take all of your inner angers that you've acquired during the day and just kind of literally just rub them into like grounds and throw them away and it's uh at least that's how i found i always coped personally i really got into his dark stuff i really always enjoyed that yeah there's a there's a band called nowhere and they uh they actually have a life-changing line from them which I, I, oh it's so good uh they do a lot of spoken word over music which mm-hmm. is good it's like and it's pretty like it feels kind of rappy but it's not it's not so rap that i'm not into it sort of thing uh and if there's a line and their song called Brain Cell, uh, where he says, I've already tried to commit suicide, so I consider this my afterlife. And really helped me to redefine how I approach life. And so instead of making it about, you know, how do I not suffer? It's about how do I make the afterlife worth living? And I think I've really captured that, right? Like I'm pursuing my passions now. I'm not letting my fear of failure get in the way of me jumping in, right? Like I'm, I, I got my poetry published. I have a podcast. I do trauma therapy for the hardest population, according to most therapists, to do any therapy for. And I'm doing the hardest kind of therapy with them. And I honestly, it's been freeing. It's been taking the lessons I've learned and helping other people to be, yeah, really just helping other people to kind of like see that there is more to life than their present suffering. And and I guess part of another reason why I really like the idea of like doing the podcast is because like you get to give people this enjoyment of life and 
a lot of people get back to us and say it's hilarious and they don't they don't stop laughing and i love that because <laughs> it's you know there's there's one side of like you know you can do therapy for somebody but like in therapy i don't get to help people to laugh their whole lives away right like they they don't get to just like have a space to escape from their lives in therapy i kind of like needle in on what what is their suffering and then through the podcast i help people i guess i don't know it feels like i help people find a place where they get to escape that pain that suffering and they just get to find this story and fall in love with these characters and the boys do such a good job at being these characters that even when i listen back to our recordings like i'm just like oh i just get taken away it's good so i mean a little bit i'm, I'm kind of nervous when i hear my own voice in recordings uh <laughs> it stresses me out a bit but uh i'm getting over that slowly i yeah, well, people have gray days and sometimes it's nice to have that ray of sunshine kind of coming through it that's all 100 percent, 100 percent. now do are you going to change the book or are you going to turn the book into an audiobook that would be an interesting concept well, i haven't actually saying, thought about that that's <laughs> kind of the option i would pursue maybe just do it on your own time even so that that way if the publisher decides to go forward with that as an option too because uh it's an audio world man people don't have time to read i hate to say it but the way media is changing it's gone, you know how it was, the printing press of paper, radio, television, online, and now it's pretty much all audio. Because oh, yeah. people are just, they're sick of sitting in front of a screen. So they're like, well, I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to do whatever. And the musicians are just tanking and audiobooks are climbing up. So just throwing oh, it out there. It's, it's actually such a good idea. I don't know. I hadn't thought of it, but I'm going <laughs> to. I'll, I'll reach out to my publishers see, see what they think because I imagine they'd be into it. But also, they own some of the rights now. So, <laughs> well, I think they own the rights, and if if it gets any kind of traction, well, they own the rights to that book. But if mm -hmm. you're writing 150 poems a year, that doesn't necessarily mean they own the rights to the next book. Or they might have future publishing, but uh, you they, can throw they them don't. <laughs> I could. Uh, I don't think yeah. they have future publishing. I looked at the contract. I don't think it says that. I'd probably have to reread it though. Contracts okay. are big blocks of text that some sometimes I skim. <laughs> oh. Try not to. And have you ever, uh, do you read a lot of audiobooks or listen to them? Uh, audiobooks I'm only now just getting into. Listen to The Martian the other day. It's heckin That's good. a fantastic book. So much math. And oh, so uh, much. yeah, but I just <laughs> love that story. It's so much different than the, the so much different than the movie as well. And that mm -hmm. was fun. Ready Player One, also a fantastic audiobook. On the and, list, uh, the old men's war by John Scalzi. You ever heard of those? No, it's like a whole series of sci-fi books about. So when you when you reach seventy four, your option as an adult is you get uh, transformed into a cyborg. So they suck your brain out and stick you into this new body, and then they send you off to war to fight for the rebellion or whoever it is fascinating set of books that's by a guy called john scalzi he also wrote the uh red shirts which is based on these guys who are always getting killed in star trek and they're wondering why then they all go into a, a lynch thing with captain kirk <laughs> <laughs> funny story man but uh going back to the audiobook section like, those are all great audiobooks most of them are narrated by will wheaton so he's just really enjoyable to listen to yes and uh, there's another audiobook you might like though called um from the Ashes, which is by a guy called Jesse Thistle. Mm -hmm. And he is a history professor at York. Like he works at my wife. My wife works at York University. And he was also on the brink of just, he was done. He was a homeless uh, native guy, like a homeless Matisse. And then 
when he hit ground bottom and he was just lying in a ditch kind of thing, he's like, I got to change. So this is his, like his own words. Like he, it's an audio book from him. And it's just, it went to become one of the top five in the uh, Canada reads for 2020, man, that book will just, you read that and you're just, you gotta be in a happy mood to read it. Cause it's really depressing. <laughs> oh, well, I, find, it. I find I connect better with depressing stuff when I'm in a, a depressed mood. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. When the darker it is, the better I tend to thrive creatively and like as a creator. I mean, I create so differently when I'm in a good mood than when I'm in a bad mood. I'll tell you, there's uh, like, oh yeah, no, the the stories you the stories I write when I'm in a good place versus a bad place. I don't know. I find I find a lot of value in each. Um, it's so different. Well, it's like Zack Snyder's Justice League versus whoever else directed. I can't even remember his name, but you can see the change in the directors when all of a sudden Zack Snyder pulled out because his kid died, and then it went mm. to somebody else and. Anyway, I'm not here to critique movies. <laughs> and we've been talking for 45 minutes, roughly. So I'm oh, going to wind it up. Um, I'm going to cut a lot of that out. Oh, yeah. So you know. As much as you need. <laughs> it's really enjoyable talking to you about <laughs> thank it. You, thank but you. It's, yeah, I'm going to cut a lot of that out, just so you know. Like, I'll uh, put to the, I don't know how much you want to reveal. Because, like I said, usually I just take the unedited thing and throw it up on Patreon. And no one, I don't have any Patreons. So no one's going to listen to it, really. But, yeah, so you'll get there eventually. You'll have a bunch soon. Yeah, hopefully. Wouldn't that be the, the dream? Because that'll be one step closer to retirement. Exactly. I mean, retirement, is that real? Is that a real thing? No, not for me. I retired 15 years ago. Okay. And I'm ready to retire now. You know, like I can, I'm good to go. I just got to wait for my wife to retire. And, and <laughs> Once we move out of the city, because we already have a cottage up north. And oh, nice. We'll move into the cottage, and then I'm done. I'll just make podcasts and YouTube videos all day. Oh, that's whether, that's the life right there. <laughs> yeah, whether I get paid or not. So, all right, dude, I'm going to round this up. Uh, where can people find you online? Oh, uh, so one more quest uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, one more quest podcast at Gmail. If you want to like reach out and chat with us, uh, I think that. Oh, and then also we're on like we're on Spotify as one more quest, Apple. Um, I think we're on, are we on Google? We're on Google, uh, trying to get into other directories, although they're a bit more complex to get on than those three. So those three are the ones we're on for now. Uh, we're working on getting on more though. Uh, or you can just find us on Buzzsprout because they actually have a directory themselves. Again, all this has one more quest, uh, or one more quest podcast. I mean, both work. Uh, well, dude, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing a beer with you and all this is over. Oh my God. So much. <laughs> yeah. Even if we just meet at like uh, the speed river park, kind of thing down just down from the university yeah i know where that is that's i, I walk there every day oh same here like all and you got the covered bridge on one side and got the park on the other side so i usually go to work on wednesdays well it depends and then i'll take my dog with me and we'll just go for a stroll kind of thing and nice. i listen to my ear pods <laughs> Dude, it was nice talking to you i really enjoyed that i appreciate your time yeah thank you mike this has been this has been lovely thanks for letting me just talk forever <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. And we'll talk again. I'll have this up in a few days and I'll send you a link when it's all ready to go. All right, sweet. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Right. Take care. Thanks again. Bye. See you. Bye. Thanks for joining us on that. I really enjoyed it. Now, these episodes do get edited, so I don't get completely banned from the internet. If you would like to hear the unedited version, please visit my Patreon page at patreon.com slash the odd pod. You can find more details at my website, oddpod.ca. If you'd like to be on the show, please email me at mike at 
oddpod.ca. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your day.